0: And anything that isn't current probably won't work. So if you're having trouble with a link that doesn't work, that's probably why. Head on over to photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Or if you're following along at photobizhelp on Instagram, it's the link in the bio.
1: You're very intentional in your photography and you do get to exercise your creative vision in it. And I think that's probably one of the things I like the most about it.
0: This is the photo business help podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels from brand new to burnt out, who believe that business growth starts with personal growth. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. I created Jennings photo back in 2010 and have been happily full time since, but not without some mistakes along the way. Those lessons plus what's really helped me thrive financially and personally are what I want to share with you so you can grow with your photo business too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and happier on this journey. If you're curious about photography outside of the lifestyle space, so we're talking commercial photography. This is an awesome interview for you to tune into. There is so much more to this skill set, this skill set of photography. There's so much more available to us as photographers. So if you're finding yourself a little lost or unhappy in the lifestyle photography space, my interview with Robert today is going to be one that you want to tune into. We cover his story getting into commercial photography. He does industrial commercial photography and has a lot to say about How much there is available. So stay tuned right after this. So if you're like most photographers, you probably didn't go into business for paperwork. Does the chaos of invoices, emails, to-dos make you a little crazy? Well, that is where 17 Hats comes in. They're all in one mobile-friendly platform organizes your entire business. 17 Hats handles things like time-sucking tasks, payment reminders, capturing leads, and scheduling your meetings. With 17 Hats, important emails go out automatically. Quotes, contracts, and invoices, click, click, paid. So it's a small wonder that thousands of photographers swear by 17 Hats. You'll free up so much time from day-stealing to-dos. It's like you've cloned yourself. You'll be able to focus on what you do best, which is obviously photography. Meanwhile, 17 Hats does exactly what you need done to manage your business, just as if you were doing it. So why not clone yourself with 17 Hats? Visit 17hats.com to learn more with the discount code PHOTOBIZHELP. That's 17hats.com with the discount code PHOTOBIZHELP. Hi, Robert. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Hi, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so you are, where, where are you uh, right now in the world
1: I'm in Canada I'm in Toronto Canada
0: oh awesome I really I really like Toronto I'm in Minneapolis so
1: oh cool we're, uh,
0: we're both in the northern hemisphere
1: yeah that's that's funny because I'm actually I'm from Winnipeg originally so we'd always go to Minneapolis
0: if ah, to really a
1: concert or something yeah
0: totally it's like the next closest thing that's funny yeah Well, right on. So you are, your background is in commercial photography, but I'd love for you in your own words to kind of give people a little sense of, of what you're up to.
1: For sure. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm basically just a commercial photographer, just photographer. I do, I work for a lot of large companies. I do industrial photography, um, in architecture and then different construction projects. And then, um, we do like some retail stores, stuff like that. I do really like niche areas, for some companies that are actually quite large, but it's like I, I have my own little area that I do is probably pretty different from the norm of what you'd expect for a photographer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one of the reasons we wanted to connect is just, you know, a lot of what I speak to is lifestyle photography. I used to do weddings and now I do more branding and portraits and stuff like that. But I think there are people that are interested in kind of like the different ways you can go with, with this skill set. You know, and um, I certainly don't think that sort of niche industrial commercial photography is something I come across a lot. So I thought it'd be really cool for people to just hear kind of how you got into it. And, you know, they can take it from there if it's something they want to explore. So I guess all that to say, like, what's where did all of this start?
1: I think it just starts where it always does. I, I feel like every photographer just like started shooting bands or something at one point or music or something like that. Um, which is definitely what I did and then I kind of moved more towards events and then I kind of went like straight commercial from there I was always very very commercial orientated like that's what I wanted to do I really kind of stayed away from weddings I know a lot of people a lot of photographers go right into weddings and stuff but I just figured for me like I wasn't that interested in weddings for some reason even though like I'm married now so like weddings are great but um, <laughs> to be honest at the time I wasn't I wasn't that interested in it. And I was really like, if you're hiring a photographer to shoot your wedding, like they better really like it. Like you want the photographer that loves your wedding, right? Like you don't want, you don't want me to show up. as was like, uh
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or in my case, the photographer that loves telling a story. Cause I too can relate to not having a terribly big interest in weddings themselves at all. But hmm. I love, I love storytelling. So that was kind of like, it was like this perfect set up for documenting something from start to finish and and literally getting to tell a story about it. And that was, that was for me, what was really, really fun. But I just shot, actually, this is not, this is not related to your interview, but I just finished my last interview. I mean, my last interview, my last wedding on Friday. So 12 years later and like over 250 weddings and I'm, I'm done. So that feels really good. But um, anyway, I'll let you pick up from there. But I do think that if you are considering going into weddings and there's nothing that you like about them, whether it's the storytelling or the event itself, it's probably important to reconsider because I think that's going to, like you said, like, I don't think a couple would want that.
1: No, no. And I, I really liked how you mentioned like the telling the stories. And I think that's kind of something that just clicked in my brain when you said that because we're really like, my company's really about, we advertise telling your stories. And the reason I say it clicked is because I think like I was drawn because i wanted to tell different stories than what I was seeing all the time. And I think that's kind of probably what led me over to this direction as well.
0: Well, tell me a little bit more about what it is you actually do so folks can get a a good idea of that.
1: Um, generally, so if I'm shooting industrial, I'm going to factories and then I'm following workers around or we're setting up shots in different areas. And that can be anything from like a steel mill to like a car seat manufacturer to like any type of heavy manufacturing you wouldn't even think about like one recently we did was uh, foam mattresses and the company that does it they make like all of the foam mattresses right so it's like um, like all the ones you see on tv I shouldn't label names just for confidentiality but (laughs) all the mattresses you see on tv so stuff like that if I'm doing um, like more like logistics or trains like I might be like on the backs of trains, going down rails, taking photos, or it, it's really quite unique and different. Like, never any day is the same. And it's, uh, I like it. It's interesting. I get to fly to different places, I get to do different things. It's pretty great.
0: That's cool. Yeah, so one of the things obviously it's a photo business help podcast and I think one of the things that I get asked that I can't speak to that I think maybe you might be able to is how does one get into this industry or at this part of the industry of photography? So, do you have an agent? Do you have a portfolio you pitch to people? What happens to the photos? Who are you generally dealing with like the kind of back end part, part of like what you do? Like what does that look like on average?
1: For sure. Um, So I don't have an agent. Some of my competitors do, or other photographers, I shouldn't say competitors have agents. For me, I think most of it is really good web presence, a little bit of social media, and just doing work that attracts other work. I know that sounds so simplistic, but that's really just what it is. Because I work with large companies, it's, it's different. Then like, say someone putting stuff on Instagram a lot, like that's not really where my clients are. It's more about showing up in places where your clients are searching for. So if you have a particular set of photos, like you want to tag those or put those in the right places. So when people are looking for photos, they're going to find your photos and you're going to be the photographer they want to hire. Does that kind of answer your question on that?
0: yeah. some of, I, I think I'm also interested in just logistically um what this looks like for people. So are you contacting CEOs? Are they contacting you? Like I know there's a lot of NDA stuff in commercial photography from the from the small amount of commercial photography I've done. Um. And you know, just like I think, what happens for folks that are interested in this is they just have no idea where to start or what it even looks like. Like it's it's a different logistical landscape than just um, doing like a family session, for example. So maybe speaking a little more in detail about kind of how the process works with with you and a and a new client, for example.
1: Yeah, for sure. I I mean, to be honest, like I'm, I guess I'm kind of lucky in the way that all of our clients come to us. Um, I don't really do outreach. At all, so I guess I should break it down further. So we're talking to marketing people, or generally, who's going to be reaching out and hiring us. It's okay. not really yep. um, like the CEO. It'll be like director of marketing, or an agency would be like the creative director or whatever. And they're really just kind of reaching out to us. So I, I mean, like it sounds very simplistic, but I, I guess like the best advice I could offer to people that want to get in there is to go out and shoot that work ahead of time and then be willing to present that work at the time comes. Um, so if people are searching for those type of images on Google, like try to make sure you show up in Google for those images. Or if they are on social media, like show those images and make your portfolio, the portfolio that you think they want to hire you for, not the portfolio of the images you like the most.
0: Those those are two hugely important pieces of advice. I'm glad you brought those up cuz like one, show what you want to sell. And I I really butt heads, oddly, with a lot of my clients because of what you said, like someone will love an image and they'll want to show it, but they'll not want to have actually that kind of shoot attracted to them. And so, you know, it's it can be a little bit of a push and pull to get people to take those images down because it's like, you know, why, why are you, you know, why are you showing this if you don't want to sell it? And the other piece I think was interesting is just remembering, like, where are your clients, you know, so for you or for someone interested in doing commercial stuff, you know maybe it's not instagram but having a solid well put together blog with solid seo is probably going to be a helpful thing for you i'm curious um what's can you can you speak just a little bit about like what kind of a average day or an average gig looks like for you i've done some larger corporate and commercial things but i think people would really want to hear it from someone that has a lot more experience like you <laughs> thank
1: you <laughs> like I, the average day is such such a thing that's like Foreign to me as a photographer because <laughs> there's no such thing as an average day, right?
0: Well, in you that know? case, I think I'm just trying to dig in a little more to just like just an example of a, a a commercial situation that you've been in. Kind of, you know, folks listening are often they have the background of like weddings and lifestyle stuff. So going into a setting like this is going to be like, you know, you're still going to be a photographer, but it's a very different process from start to finish. So maybe just like a little bit about what that looks like.
1: For sure. I guess I'm just reminded of a project we did recently um, out here. It's for, it's for like the Ontario Film Board, which is called Ontario Creates. And what it is, is they use the photos to promote uh, the film industry here in Toronto. It's actually quite large here um, in Canada. It's it's not like Hollywood, but it it's maybe about a quarter of the way there. Anyway, so... A lot of these projects, we start in a planning phase where we're doing a project management phase out of it. We're talking with the client, um, We're figuring out what, what their deliverables are, what they need, what they want, and how we can pull that off. And then we're really going back to figuring out a pricing structure that's going to work for them, usage rights, and all of those things. So it is a little complicated off the hop, but with that type of project, it was actually involved. It was taking multiple photos of Ontario in different locations around uh, the province over a a period of time. Uh, I think it was about a few months. And with that, that is just solely, I'm heading out to take the photos myself. Um, the client is hands off. I just do my thing and I give them the work and then they approve it. Now that's pretty contradictory to like what other shoots would be like. Whereas if we look more like as an industrial type shoot, same planning phase, um, same client interaction, same meetings like that, but then we're, we're really like scheduling like um, a basically um, a photo shoot list of what we're going to do um, and a shot list. And we're coordinating with the client through there. Um, and then we're executing those shots. I feel like I'm getting very complicated into this.
0: No, this is actually here. perfect. This is great. This is exactly what I was uh, looking for. And I'm curious, too, when you're when you're planning out different shots how staged are they and how like documentary are they in terms of like if you're you know on the floor of like a steel plant for example like are are the folks just working or are you actually setting things up
1: for certain shots it's honestly both um sometimes we're pulling them away there is always a level of staging to every shot you see like i don't think like photography really is generally that documentary unless it's news photography cuz everyone's aware that there's a camera there at all times. So it, it goes right up to complete fully staged two hours for one shot to down to maybe like 15, 20 minute shot. But I would say generally in my opinion, everything is staged to some degree.
0: Yeah, no, that's helpful. Cause I think, I think one of the things for me that was fun about the commercial shoots I did was how I got to walk into something that was already set up and shoot it. And it was a lot of fun for me because it was, you know, going into like a wedding, for example, Um, there's obviously, like you said, an element of staging and expectation that there's a camera there, but you're still not totally in control of some of the things that sometimes would be really nice to be in control of, like really harsh light or, you know, someone standing in your way, et cetera. So there was something super fun for me about exploring that style of photography where I had a little bit more control over the actual set and setting of everything, if that makes sense. I'm not sure if, if um, you feel the same about that or how that is for you and your creative style. But I'd love to hear about that.
1: Yeah, for sure. You are still, like I should clarify, you are still stuck with sometimes with the environment, machinery, things moving, production lines, all that fun stuff. But yeah, you're, you're very intentional in your photography and you do get to exercise your creative vision in it. And I think that's probably one of the things I like the most about it. Over the years, it's gone from me being hired to take a specific photo for a client, for me being hired to do basically what I want to create an image for that client. So I'm I'm getting hired as less of a, a picture taker and more as an artist. And for me, that's been just fantastic. And I, I think commercial photography is really, it's the way to go for that. If you want to shoot that type of work.
0: Thank you for listening to part one of my interview with Robert Loudon I hope you enjoyed that. Stay tuned for part two coming up Thursday. Hopefully you're a little bit inspired by what we got into. And especially if you're feeling a little low about the lifestyle landscape in general, this should be the the interview that that perks you right up. So stay tuned for part two. And remember, in everything you want to achieve, consistency is key. One more quick reminder. If you're feeling overwhelmed right now, disorganized, check out 17 Hats you'll be able to focus on what you do best, photography. Meanwhile, 17 Hats does exactly what you need done to manage your business, just as if you were doing it yourself. Go to photobizhelp.com forward slash 17 hats to get 50% off your first year.